Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Movie Grader and Friends podcast, your weekly or semi-weekly podcast talking about all of the latest movies in theaters. I am Billy, the Movie Grader, and in this episode, I'm joined by my friend, Melissa. Say hello, Melissa. Hi, Melissa. (laughs) In this episode, Melissa and I will be discussing the latest Maleficent movie, Maleficent Mistress of Evil, and then figuring out which Disney villain Melissa is with another BuzzFeed quiz. Zombieland Double Tap was supposed to be tackled in this episode, but due to scheduling issues, it will be covered in next week's episode. Anyways, back to the new Maleficent movie. Maleficent Mistress of Evil was was released on October 18th, 2019, and it was directed by Joachim Roning and stars Angelina Jolie. Per IMDb, Maleficent is about Maleficent and her goddaughter Aurora beginning to question the complex family ties that bind them as they are pulled in different directions from impending nuptials, unexpected allies, and dark new forces at play. All right, so go ahead and start off, Melissa. What did you think of the movie? I liked where they pretty much started from where the other one ended and how they brought some new characters and more action to this one. Yeah, it definitely did have more action. But um, what, do you, what do you think worked better than the other movie? Because as a whole, I think this one was better than the previous movie. Um, I think the graphics were... better the color um, scheme. It was a lot brighter than the first one. Yeah. Um, Even though it was called The Mistress of Evil, I feel like it was still pretty colorful. It wasn't, I feel like, as dark as the first one. I mean, it still had its darkness being Maleficent. Yeah, but I I think that's partly due because this one really isn't about Maleficent, which is kind of strange because the movie's titled all about her, but it's really not about her. No, it actually really isn't. It's pretty much like the storyline of kind of what kind of creature, I don't know if that's the right word, of what Maleficent is. Like it's kind of her, a little bit of her backstory. We always thought it was just her, but then we kind of learn what Maleficent is really about. Exactly. We're not going to spoil it in this episode, of course, so if you yes. care to find out who Maleficent really is, I guess you can go see it. I mean, I I personally would wait for Netflix or or however, however else you get your movies outside I mean, I, of I, theaters. But <laughs> sorry, Yeah, I would agree on that. I mean, it was okay to see in theaters, but yeah, even though I did like it, I would say it may not necessarily be worth seeing in the movies unless you have one of those movie um plans where you can go see multiple movies and it's not a waste of your money exactly amc a list because honestly i was i was so close to walking out of the movie like halfway through and then finally the cool battle sequence started and like it, it kept me in my seat and i ended up watching the whole movie but Honestly, before the battle sequence, I was bored to tears, and I was ready to walk out of the thing. <laughs> um, I do agree. It did start off pretty slow. Um, and then, yeah, once, like I said, I think the colorfulness that 
makes sense came out i think that's when it became a little bit better but yeah i mean i don't think this was disney's strongest movie oh not even close um i think they were just trying to finish that story you know there's plenty of people that oh maleficent especially with um everything that disney channel has done with descendants i think they needed to finish that storyline of maleficent yeah i mean it was it was okay i mean angelina jolie did a really good job in it you know because i think she's perfect for the role of maleficent and michelle pfeiffer did a really good job as the was she like the, the queen for the the Allstead house? It was just boring. I really don't care that much about Maleficent's storyline, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I mean, to be honest, I actually only saw the first one a couple weeks ago just so I can see the second one. So, yeah, uh-huh. I kind of would agree with you on that. Per, like, if you want to say Disney villains, yeah, she's an important one, but I don't necessarily know that she's my favorite. Exactly. Um, it's more of the Aurora. Like, we never really see the Sleeping Beauty aspect of Aurora. So, a lot of people may not realize that it actually is Sleeping Beauty. Well, yeah. Like, if you, if you never saw the first one, you wouldn't necessarily know that Aurora is Sleeping Beauty. Exactly. I mean, the first one dealt with more of the Sleeping Beauty storyline than this one did. But, and, you know, the story was... I don't know. I th- I think the story was a little bit better in this one than it was in the first one, but eh, still. Yeah, I mean, I agree, and I do like again without going into spoiler alert that they did bring in some aspects of the original Sleeping Beauty, yeah. um, the animated version from before I was born. I think it was like nineteen. I don't know. You can. <laughs> I don't know exactly. When Google it. Yeah, go ahead and Google it. But yeah, I definitely <laughs> like how they brought in some of that that we knew growing up. I would also say, for the people listening, I don't recommend taking young kids to this. It is pretty dark. So, I mean, if you think it's, oh, it's Maleficent, it's not a little kid movie. It wasn't as dark as the first one. I think it it's fine for little kids to see. Eh, no, because there's some scary things, especially, again without going into too many details in the battle scene, I do think some little kids, if they get scared easily, might get scared. That's true. It did kind of go game of Thrones. It was pretty. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Probably why you liked it. Oh yeah. Um, it's only, only part of the movie. I liked the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely, you know, agree. I mean, it, it's fun to see, but like I say, like you say, I think one of the only reasons I saw it was because I have the AMCA list. Right. I mean, I, I only saw the first movie, when was it, Monday? Just to get pre- prepared for this movie. And and I was like, this was just such a huge waste of time. The first movie, right. was, first movie was really bad. And I was <laughs> like, this, that was painful to get through. And then like this one, the first hour of it is painful. And I was yeah. ready to walk out. It's like, oh, I don't know. But also saying that, I don't think you need to have seen the first one to really know what was going on in the second one. Because they kind of, you maybe lost like the first couple of minutes, but then they kind of tie it into so you kind of know what's going on. I mean, no, not really. In the beginning of this one, the the narrator kind of sums up the whole first movie as far as like where this movie stands with it. And and they did a good job of bringing the audience up to speed. So you really do not need to see the first one. And I recommend not seeing the first one, honestly. (laughs) 
because <laughs> it was pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, all my friends are like, oh, I can't wait to see Maleficent. I'm like, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can wait. No, it's like, like the, ol- the, only, the only reason to see this movie, like, and if you're a guy, I guess it, it appeals more to the female audience, I guess. But like, because like, I guess girls dream of being a fairy and being a princess. And it kind of presents that kind of narrative to the to the audience. I don't know. It's re- for, for a guy of a typical male. There's really nothing in here except for the awesome battle sequence, which was cool and it was impressive and it was really well done. And it looked cool on the like the Dolby Cinema screen that I saw it on because, like you said earlier, the, the CGI was pretty well done. I mean, not it wasn't like on the level of Lion King, but it was still pretty cool to see. And it was a, it was a step up from the previous movie because... Honestly, those those CGI graphics in the first one were oh my god! The, I thought it was a TV movie. <laughs> it, was, it was so bad. It was well, so yeah, bad. Yeah, but when you think, when you think about it, you know, five years in CGI world is a huge, huge difference. Like this oh, yeah. was a, 2014 versus you know here we are in 2019. So yeah, I definitely think the graphics. It was um, a different world. The CGI were amazing, but I do agree with you. It's not nearly. As well done as some of their other, um, Disney's other movies. I mean, look at, you know, with Star Wars, you know, I feel like they do better CJ there than. Yeah, I mean, well, like, I think, like, I think that I think they set the benchmark with CGI with Lion King. I mean, if you if you've seen that movie and if you happen to own it, go inside, go into the extras and and check out the extra. I think it's called Magic. And what it does, it, it it tells you how they fit, how they made the movie, and the way they pulled this off is mind blowing. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but it's absolutely incredible. Like my mind was just simply blown after I watched that featurette, and it was just so cool. <laughs> it's... Okay, if somebody has not seen Lion King yet, then there's something wrong with them because it's been out long enough that you should have been able right. to see it one, three, five times by now. I right. mean. Being an adult, you know, even though I cringe sometimes when you hear the studios remaking movies from our childhood, and Uh some of them I wish they would just leave alone, but like Lion King, for them doing it from a animated to a live action, I think they did an amazing job. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't live action, it was animated, but it looks like it's live action. Exactly, like more CGI'd, yeah. You you have to see that feature on how they made it, it was amazing. All right, I guess uh, now, I guess that's all we have to say really about Maleficent. So uh, what would you grade the movie, Melissa? I would say B minus, C plus. B minus C plus. All right, that's fair. I gave it a D. D. Like I said, battle sequence, awesome. Rest of the movie, trash. (laughs) So now we're going to find out which Disney villain Melissa is. So we're going to run through the questions here. All right, Melissa, what's your greatest quality? Being manipulative, being sinister, being vain, being sadistic, or being ambitious? Being ambitious. Okay, okay. Next question is, what is your ideal lair? A deep castle in the woods, a castle atop a mountain, a palace in a kingdom, out in the wild, or in a cave? I would say in the kingdom. How would you describe yourself? Elegant but powerful, mysterious, beautiful and regal, minimal but still intimidating, or glamorous? That second one, I think, was mysterious. Mysterious, yeah. 
How do you prefer your sidekick? Wide cracking, cunning, insane, sly, or you don't like sidekicks? I don't like sidekicks. Okie dokie. <laughs> <laughs> what is the best motivation to be evil? For revenge, to obtain power, out of jealousy, out of pride, or out of spite? Out of spite. Spite. Okie dokie. Next question is, what is the best accessory a villain can have? A staff, a cauldron, a crystal ball, long robes, or no accessory at all? No accessory at all. Okay, none. Which of these powers is the best? The ability to hypnotize people, being able to use magic spells, the ability to metamorpho metamorphose, I guess, met I, I don't know what that is, being able to cut put curses on people, or just plain old brute strength? What was the first one again? Ability, ability to hypnotize people. That one. What are your power colors? Orange and brown, black and red, red and purple, purple and black, or black and gray? Red and purple. Okie dokie. What is your weapon of choice? A staff, a henchman, no need to get your hands dirty, magic, of course, teeth and claws, or transformation? Henchman. Which of these do you hate the most? True love, beauty, family, not being included, or those with more power? Not being included. What's the best way to get back at your enemies? Embarrassing them, putting a curse on them, emotionally manipulating them, emotionally manipulating one of their loved ones, or killing them? Emotion, emotionally manipulative a loved one. Okay. Your biggest fear is sword through the heart, falling off a cliff, having a boulder fall on you, being entrapped in a small space, or being struck by lightning. Small space. All right. What did you think? Which villain do you think you got? No clue. <laughs> you got Jafar from Aladdin. Oh. Okay. <laughs> Not I sure. It's now Buzz, the BuzzFeed article says, now show us how snake-like you can be. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know Melissa personally, of course, and she's not like Jafar. Don't don't be scared, people. <laughs> well, I can be if I want to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right, now moving on to talking about the two movies opening up for the week of October 25th. First one on the list is Countdown. And it's a horror-slash-thriller that's directed by Justin Deck, D-E-C. It starts Ann Winters, Elizabeth Lale, and Charlie McDermott. It's about a phone app that's able to predict when people will die. <laughs> Any interest in seeing it? Not a one. Exactly. <laughs> Me too. I don't care either. Next one I... on the list is Black and Blue. It's an action crime drama directed by Dion Taylor. It stars Mike Coulter, Naomi Harris, and Frank Grillo. Per IMDb, it is about a rookie police officer in New Orleans trying to balance her identity as a black woman with her role as a police officer when she witnesses other police officers committing murder. Any interest in this one? Possibly. I don't know if I would see it necessarily opening weekend, but like maybe in like a week or two when there is nothing... That I must see, and I yeah. want to go see a movie. Maybe. Yeah, I mean, I don't really have a desire to see Black and Blue either, and and Countdown just sounds incredibly stupid. So. <laughs> I think you know when it comes to horror, they just okay. What what can we do next to keep people entertained? I think with horror, unfortunately, it's the same storyline. They just tweak it. Right. Right. It, it looks. We just stupid. know people die. I mean, it yeah, it looks so stupid. I, don't know, I saw I saw the trailer for it, and I, I was literally laughing. I was like, "This is such a stupid idea." Yeah. 
So anyways, like that, those are the two movies that come out next week. So, you know, because I didn't tackle Zombieland this week, I will be seeing Zombieland 2 next week. So um, that will do it for this episode of the Movie Gator and Friends podcast. Next week, of course, watch out for the podcast episode dealing with Zombieland 2, Double Tap. You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at The Movie Grader, and please visit the website, www.themoviegrader.com. On iTunes, please review and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. Also, please tell your friends about the podcast. Thanks for the support. The Movie Grader and Friends podcast is available on all major podcast platforms, such as Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and basically anywhere you can get your podcasts. This has been the Movie Grader and Friends podcast. Thank you for your time. Feel free to email me at themoviegrader at gmail.com with any comments or questions, and see you next Tuesday.